You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13, Episode 1, titled The Pork Chop. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by our very own Pork Chop. Please, from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. <laughs> I can't talk. A Happy New Year to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. I'm back. You're back, back, back again. Back, back, back again. Ugh. Welcome back, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. New season, new girls, new twists, new turns. Yeah. By new, the new way, new emotional manipulations. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I have. A, I have. A, believe it or not, for uh, not much really happening this episode. I have a lot to say about it. Um, I hope you it do was, too. It was a weird. I remember thinking through all of this. What am I going to talk? Like, I have very few notes. Um, I, I just kind of wrote down who I, who I thought won the lip sync. Sometimes that matches up and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But I, I am definitely, I, I am, I am excited after watching the first episode. I am excited for the season. Wouldn't you, well, we're going to get into this, but by the way, uh, for about 20 minutes before this show started, Tamela Latte Boy and I had 
a very interesting conversation, a conversation we call Just Between Us Girls. And the reason it is Just Between Us Girls is it's only, because it's only for our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash afterthought media. If you want to hear those conversations, other extra drag race content. Oh, by the way, I mean, you know what? Let's talk about this right now. We're going to do the first of the year Patreon plug. I've been on vacation for two months almost, mm-hmm. but I had two months of hiatus shows. Have you listened to any of these hiatus shows, Taylor? I will. <laughs> oh, you haven't even gotten I'm, there I'm yet? I'm really far behind. So, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do for the future people coming on and talking about them because we had like, let me tell you what we had. We had um, the best of catching up, you know, listener uh-huh. Drew Brooks put together and also with some help from Sophie, you know, uh, a listener named Sophie. Uh, the the best moments of catching up from this, like, this we only got to the first half, yeah. You know the best moments of catching up. The people have loved that. We have a new co-host over at Afterthought Media named Adam Salandra, and uh, he is he was joined. We did a second season of Shady Pines. They people have been hearing Shady Pines on the feed from season one. No matter what your thoughts are on that, season two is a completely different beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam is a fantastic new addition to the Afterthought Media family, and so uh, people have been really liking that. We did a, a you haven't listened to All Stars two yet, have we? We 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 revisited All Stars two, but not a recap. I know you were worried about this, Taylor. It is more like a, a like a, we don't care if there's spoilers. We talk about the episode in context of the history of the show. It's more of a conversation, but it's an eight part okay. series with Jay Ellis and I. And uh, then we did a friend of the show where there's a lot of people we talk about in the shows, but they never heard. We talked to them. And then Lori and I launched an, a series called Hallmark Homos, okay, where all uh-huh. we did was rip on uh, those Hallmark holiday movies. People love that, too. All of that. So if you have if you've been like, I've been gone. Oh, God, you guys have so much fantastic content or content over at Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. What are you doing? You're missing out um but let's jump right into it taylor this week 13 new queens enter the workroom and compete in six separate lip sync battles for their lives the winners head to the winners lounge and the losers are sent to the pork chop loading dock where photos of all the first eliminated queens adorn the walls candy muse lala ree simone got mick olivia lux and tina burner come out on top while joey J, denali tamisha iman utica queen rose kamora hall i'm sorry kamora hall and elliot with two t's are sent to the pork chop loading dock as the winners celebrate the losers are told are told that they must vote out one of themselves out of the competition Taylor the latte boy name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not I liked that. I liked the twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked particularly that it was something different, at least in the beginning of the episode. But by yeah. the end, it felt kind of like, all right, we've seen this already four times, <laughs> sort of thing. By the time of the last two, <laughs> though, there was the twist of three of them coming in versus yeah. two of them. So I was like, okay, that's well, good. do you know the reason behind that three at the end? Because there was supposed to be a fourteenth girl that got yes. eliminated before she even got on the show. They sent her home. Yes, yes. Do you know why? Uh, because she did something where she would send out uh, dick pics of somebody that gave her her phone live on stage. She would air airplay them or exactly. something. Airdrop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airdrop yeah. them. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I, what's funny is uh, on the, on the Reddits, uh, a lot of people were talking about how this is actually a, a, a common bit among the drag queens uh, in out there. So that might eliminate a lot of drag queens from the show. Well, and I think that given last year's Sherry Pie debacle, yeah. I think they were trying to stop something before it got mm-hmm. out of hand. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, 
dry queens aren't known for being chased and singing, you know, on eagles' wings when <laughs> they're, yeah. you know, when they're performing. It's supposed to be kind of a little dirty and subversive and mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. So I, I hope that in the future that doesn't mean that the queens that we get are watered down. Yeah. Um. Something else that I really liked about the episode is, and we t- I talked about this briefly for the finale. For season 12 mm-hmm. i love that michelle is embracing the gray a little bit where she's doing a little bit more where she's adding gray to her hairstyles and stuff like that i mm-hmm. get that i get the reason why but i also i i like that i think that that's a stronger look for her um hold on i'm gonna stop you there for a second okay everyone needs to know everyone who's <laughs> this tainer the latte boy he you guys don't know this during the hiatus died her hair silver and now anyone who does this now uh is a hero to taser anyone with a schlock of gay gray hair you know is now i admire i what an amazing human being this michelle visage is to embrace silver exactly what i'm saying meanwhile taylor sitting there like uh uh, anderson pooper right there with his hair (laughs) no so i just i like that i like the silver hair Um, Uh uh-huh uh, something I did not like. We'll get to it when we talk. There, there is one or two queens that I really like, a bad taste in my mouth almost really? immediately. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll hold on to that for later. But the but one queen in particular, every time she was, I made a face. Like every time she was on. So you raise an interesting point, by the way. Okay. In all the blowjobs you've ever given, has anybody ever had like cum that tasted badly? The first time I, the first, the first time I, I got somebody blew their load in my mouth. I was, cause I did not know what it tasted like. So it was very like, I just remember, I, I just remember it tasting like pennies. Pennies? Like just the pennies. Like it was that weird, pennies like, metallic from taste. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and I just remember I was young. I was like 21, oh. I think the first time. <laughs> I was six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just remember that. But you know, now I a statue, <laughs> an iron statue yeah. someplace. Um, yeah. No. Now I. Now it's you know. Now now there are ways. Of, as science has progressed, we have learned that there are certain foods that you can take that help to create a stronger, sweeter taste. To oh, and does Babalu do that? No, but I don't mind. <laughs> I just kind of know what I'm getting with him. Are you, yeah. Are you ever like, ugh? It tastes like ropa vieja. No, no, but thank you for that. The next yeah. time that he nuts in my mouth, that's going to be your your voice is going to be in my head. Do you ever? Which uh, is terrifying. Do you ever baba blow in his mouth? No, oh, no, really? he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. <gasps> oh, Whereas I have absolutely no problem. I, I have no lady. problem. With it. I swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the weird thing. I think I talked about this in shows before. If it's from if it's from the source into my mouth, love, but it can't touch another object in between like if it's on a plate no spoon no old boot no right what who's coming on plates and then handing it to you (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying i'm just stating things for the record taylor okay okay but what what if it's on okay because i've had situations cracker no (laughs) 
So Miss Cracker? <laughs> oh, Miss Cracker, okay, but yeah, not a, not a, yeah, not a no, saltine. like okay. So has there ever been a time in which maybe you know you're with somebody and they come, but it's like they come on themselves? Oh and yeah, that's lick fine. It off? Yeah, that's fine. A, yeah, okay. it's something organic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Yes. So so it has to be on something carbon based in order for you. Yeah, to be yeah, fine yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. So now what? So now is it? Are you very much of the where you want to have mouth? on dick or is it okay oh, yeah. if you do the do the like the uh, uh, sort of thing where you're like your mouth's open and then they like come on oh, like either in your thing. Mouth. yes yes either yes. one is fine either okay. one is fine yeah no yeah, i'm yeah, fine yeah. i'm fine with either one babalu is not all about babalu i mean trust me babalu is completely fine with me like you know swallowing but you know we've we, we've we've definitely like i am would be completely fine with him like just like blowing a load on my face and oh, yeah. he hasn't necessarily done that um yet but you know, TikTok. I was, I was talking. <laughs> I have a to, list of goals for 2021, and apparently that's on my list. I was talking to a friend who blew someone recently, and he was like, "Ugh," he's like, "He just came too much." I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." No. What does that no. mean? I was like, "What?" He's like, "It was like filling yeah. up my mouth." I'm like, "Uh huh." Okay, there is these videos that I found. Apparently, that is a condition mm-hmm. called hyperspermia. And there's, mm-hmm. a, I will send you a, th- these videos are terrifying to watch mm-hmm. where it's this guy who like literally can fill up like one of those like Pyrex, like measuring cups. Uh, and it's yeah, just, you grossed like, me it, out. You grossed me out because it hit a, a Pyrex measuring cup. That grosses me out. <laughs> well, no, I'm not expecting you to like pick it up and then go, yeah. no, but I mean, mm-hmm. just watching him do it. Like the first time you're like, oh, wow, that's quite, oh, oh, he's not, to, oh, he's, not, he's, oh, oh, oh God. Oh God. You know, sort of thing. So where it's just everywhere so Have you however a- however videos where and i'm not normally like a twink guy mm-hmm. i know that's kind of your wheelhouse but videos of where a twink actually is jerking off and hits himself in the face yeah. so fucking hot really doesn't it, it, that's a great transition to my the next question i have with have you ever paid for an only fans account Yes, oh. I did briefly because I was very curious. Mm-hmm. It was somebody that I followed who did like comedy memes. Okay. And I was, but he was starting to go into like an OnlyFans thing. And I'm like, I kind of want to see, I was, it was not that I was necessarily attracted to him, mm-hmm. but I was much more just, it was a curiosity thing. And I think I paid for one month and then saw enough that I went, mm, no, that's fine. Yes, yeah, so I've done it a couple of times. The first time, by the way, and this is not a lie, a friend of mine is going to come on a show that I'm doing. I don't want to give too many details away right now, but a show that's coming out soon. And he wants to have a segment where he reviews OnlyFans, you know? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so after talking about it, I'm like, I should sign up and see what it, there's this, I'm going to, I'm going to call this motherfucker out right now, actually. I followed this Reno Gold, you know? Yeah. And. What a fucking ripoff his OnlyFans is. I'm going to tell you. You get nothing for, like, the money you pay. I don't know what it is now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you go in there, he has videos that he then charges you more for. All you get are, tr- like, one-minute teasers for the videos that he's then charging you another, like, 20 bucks for or something. And I'm like, oh, go yeah. fuck yourself, you know, gold, Right. Well, he d- the one video that I found on a uh, on Pornhub or something he does with a fuck machine, and I was oh, sort does? of like, yeah, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm also not sure that he's gay, believe it or not. Because well, he's he's gay to the bank because I've seen that he makes like he's one of like OnlyFans top. Oh, is he? You know, 
yeah, he makes a ton of money every month. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, the other one I signed up for, and this one guy, this guy does give you more content and he's cheaper is a guy named Connor Peters, Australian guy. Okay. But here's the deal. I don't blame Connor Peters for that. Right. Is I think because of COVID and he seems to follow it somewhat. Right. Uh, mm. I mean, you're just limited what you can do. Yeah. Okay. And so he has some, you know, action scenes. I don't know what you call them. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, most of them just him jerking off. Right. And there's just, mm-hmm. and what I was going to say is he and Reno Gold both do the like, oh, watch me suck my own dick or come my own face kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, you can only see that. I've seen it once. Okay. We get it. Yeah. You know. This week. Th- <laughs> <laughs> you did it to yourself. I know. I did it to myself. Probably it would be me saying something like that. And then you would, yeah. you did it to yourself this week. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Twists uh, and turns with season 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. The new pork chop lounge. Anyway, Taylor, uh, two things I like. One thing I didn't. Uh, two things I like. I actually do. I like, I, I think it is the best way to start off these seasons is when they divide them into teams. Uh, season six was a notable one where you got to get you get to know the queens more. Yeah, and I think they did it last year too, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I feel I feel like they did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They did do it last year, and so um, it it allows you to get to know the queens more. And so uh, this was uh, good, and then also we get to see them two at a time. You can absorb them more, get to know them yes. more, look at their outfits, see how they lip sync. So I thought that was a very, I'll be honest with you, a very clever way to start off the season. Another thing I, I did, liked, go I ahead, yes. I did notice that this will be the first season that no one can get all the way through without saying that they had to lip sync once. Oh, Everybody right. had to lip sync at least one time this year. You're so right. we're not going to have a, a Sasha Valor who doesn't lip sync all the way until the end. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, another thing I liked, what I didn't like the, I, I see what you mean that you're like, okay, here we go with the lip syncs. But I did, you know, what I liked about it is because there wasn't a lot of, Bullshit is actually. I don't think all the lip sync that we lip syncs that we saw were the equal length that we saw, but you uh-huh. got to see longer lip syncs. Yes, than we're used to seeing. You know, like yes. the some of, some of them were longer than others, but I like that too. The one thing I didn't like, um, there were some queens you're right that are problematic. That I'm gonna say, uh-huh. but let me put it this way: not only say problematic, I, there's no queen that I find problematic, but there are some queens that I can already see, and you know, I'm trying to find a way to word this correctly. But last season, I was not a fan um, of uh, – well, it is the month of January, <laughs> and I was not a fan of this Jan, you mm-hmm. know, mostly because – by the way, I was a fan of her as a boy. Man, what a motherfucking chef's mm-hmm. kiss hotness, right? But just yeah. as a person, I wanted to fucking throw out a window, okay? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with all her Jan to see and stuff like that, I wanted to commit Jan slaughter. So, uh, <laughs> how long did you workshop that one? No, one half a second right now in my head. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but then do you remember when she got eliminated? All these pressed white twinks, right? That were uh-huh. so upset that she was eliminated. Meanwhile, she should, she went when she should have gone home. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, the one thing I will say about Jan, not to, not to rehash last season. She did get fucked over in the Madonna challenge. You know, I yes. still will stand by that. But other than that, she went, she went home right when she should have gone home. All right. Maybe even a little late, but, um, 
uh, but remember that all because she was a white twink, all like the basic white gays got super, super pissed. They get super pissed when anything happens to a basic white gay. There are a number of queens on here that I can already see when and if they're eliminated. People are going to lose their goddamn minds. Oh, I I can think of one immediately. One immediately came to mind as you were saying that. Yeah. Uh, Are you talking about Utica Queen? No. Oh, we're talking about Rosé? No. (gasps) Oh, I know who you're talking about. Who am I talking about? Denali. No. Oh, really? Look, look how many basic white gays are on this season. <laughs> okay. We'll have to discuss this when we get to them because I have a lot to say about each of the ones you're talking about. So you can reveal when we get to them. But I actually think my theory is if – I really don't know. If she does not win the whole thing, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. Utica Queen fan. They're going to – because she's so quirky and like, oh, I'm quirky that like – Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's a Thorgy Thor or if she's a Katya. We'll find out. You know, but uh, I get more Thorgy than Katya. I get more like Thorgy, just like you know, if Thorgy and Olive Oil had a baby, <laughs> like that's kind of what I what I get as far as yeah. from her. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, very good. So those are the things I didn't like. So uh, let's jump right into uh, the season here. Let's start. So uh, I'm assuming anyone who's listening has uh, watched the episode. So it's going to be. Well, we already spoiled it in the, in the top of the show. So let's talk about lip sync round one. The first pair of queens that enter the workroom are Candy Muse and Joey J. The pair are called to the main stage to perform a lip sync for their lives to Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Candy Muse entertains the judges and is named the winner of the round, while Joey J is sent to the pork chop loading dock. Taylor, your thoughts on this whole segment with Candy Muse, which I have a lot to say about Candy Muse and Joey J. Um, you know, Candy Muse came in. Her Her phrase was from the hood to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Joey J came in and just said, filler queen, which I don't know why you would <laughs> announce that, but okay. Well, I think that she announced that because I think she wanted to portray herself as a filler queen to, to give a false sense of like, oh, we can take her out. And then immediately because she's well, later on, she says filler queen plot twist. She says it in one of the interviews. So I think that that's where she was thinking that she was going to present herself in a, in a way. You know, how much of this do you think she's seen she's going to, uh, in a way, uh, own this phrase now and put it on T-shirts and whatnot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to see filler queen T-shirts with her on it. And absolutely. like just like um, her, her eyelashes and lipstick, you know, mark. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God. And because she normally says that she normally doesn't wear a wig. So I was surprised to see her. Mm-hmm. I remember that from her Meet the Queens video. I was – She'll say filler queen, and then there'll just be the purple quaffed of hair. Yeah, that and then she all has. the all the fat pigs walking around DragCon wearing those T-shirts. And <laughs> oh god, um, I okay. So I had more as we're talking about it. I definitely mm-hmm. have a little bit more to to say than I thought I did initially. But mm-hmm. I found that this was the first example of when we did the meet the queens episode zero there are queens that i definitely liked more than others and now i am kind of feeling like we are ones that i didn't like their interview i like more and ones that i like their interview i didn't Mm -hmm. candy muse is an example of that i feel like specifically from the idea of the uh the um confessionals mm-hmm. i feel like she is going to be somebody who gives really strong confessionals sure. and i feel like tonight was definitely proof of that because really when you think about it they talked more about her they they showed more of her confessionals than they did joey's mm-hmm. 
So they definitely, she, she is the larger presence there. Um, I, but yeah, I, I thought that, um, I liked, I liked the twist of the, the first two. I knew, I knew that they were doing six lip syncs, but I didn't know that that's how they were going to do it, where they kind of brought the two over and then brought them in. Um, and between the two though, I feel like Joey was a better lip syncer than Candy was. Okay. I have a lot to say about this. This, <laughs> I said this on the Meet the Queens. I'm going to say it again. I just need, it bears repeating, which I think is the name of a drag race show, by the way. Yeah. A few years ago, <laughs> Evan Ayers came to Los Angeles and we mm. went to go see the House of Aja. I want everyone to remember that he tried to steal her belt. That's a whole other story. And I saw in the House of Aja was Aja, this Dahlia Sin, and this uh-huh. Candy Muse. And and I know uh-huh. Dahlia Sin was eliminated first, but I will say she gave a kick-ass drag performance. Okay? Okay. Where I was thinking I could see this bitch on drag race and doing well. Okay? Yeah. She just did. She was really good. This Candy Muse, what a boring pig she is, right? <laughs> she was so awful. She, you know, they came out and do two numbers at this Mickey's. Both numbers. So boring, right? Uh-huh. Don't like her, right? And then she came in. And we all know, I think that this Aja is one sexy motherfucker. right? She has an OnlyFans. I bet you that's a good OnlyFans. Dahlia Sin has, has, no, no. Dahlia Sin oh, Dahlia has Sin an OnlyFans too? too. I think so, yeah. I saw some, you know, people, uh, some very amazing people on our Discord. By the way, if you don't know this... When you're on Patreon, you get access to a Discord channel. Mm-hmm. And on that Discord server, sorry, Discord server, is something called the Porn Decor Lounge. Mm-hmm. Where people post amazing things on this Porn Decor Lounge. And I've seen some OnlyFans stuff that people have posted. Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yes. As annoying as the Vixen was. Let's uh-huh. talk about this, man. Speaking of OnlyFans and Drag Race. <laughs> the Vixen has posted some great, fantastic videos, right? Okay. Okay. You know who I don't like speaking? I'm combining all the things we talked about. Basic white gays, only fans, and drag race. Uh-huh. This horrible milk, right? Uh-oh. Have you seen the milks? Yes, right? yes. Unfortunately, Did you see the one I watched she, it. The one where she's getting fucked by the, the transphobic guy. He's like a racist yeah. and transphobic. I don't know his name, right? Which is good. Diego Sands. Thank you. <laughs> this Diego Sands, who's been accused, I don't know, allegedly of being transphobic and racist, right? And mm-hmm. Milk has had her own transphobia problems and she's promised to do better. Okay, not only is it, I don't know, there's something about this Milk I do not find attractive. I don't like the basic thin-lipped white gay, okay? Mm-hmm. And everyone like, looks up to her, she's so basic to me, right? Yeah. And then she's getting railed by this Diego Sanchez, which is fine, fine. Go, Girl, get it, right? Live your life. But you know this and I know this. The first half of the video is her in voiceover talking about how they went to dinner and she didn't have time to clean her ass out. And you might see mm-hmm. shit flying all over the place. I'm like, bitch, I don't need to see this while you're getting railed by Diego yeah. Sands. Like TMI, right? Yeah. And by the way, I didn't see any fucking poop or anything like this. Uh, there's like a half a second at one point that I, I it was already in my head. So then, then I'm doing the thing of where I'm looking for it yeah. <laughs> so that I could be grossed out yeah. and, there's like a half a second cut that I thought, ah, that might have been what that was. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't need the I didn't need the, the dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like this milk. 
But Oz is only fans anyway. Anyway, so um this go ahead. Now what were your thoughts on Candy like pretty oh, that's much right. talking yeah, that's about right. yeah, House yeah. of Aja? Yeah. You should call her Candy Abuse because she's sitting there <laughs> saying horrible things about my Aja, right? Talking mm-hmm. about how Aja she thinks Aja was jealous of her. Of, of her? Of Candy Muse? Who would ever be jealous? You know, the only person jealous of this Candy Muse is maybe maybe Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> who would ever be jealous of who would Taylor tell me? Name a person who would be jealous of Candy Muse. Uh Carney Wilson? <laughs> yeah, maybe Carney Maybe. Maybe Carney Wilson. Who would ever be jealous of this candy? Then she says that she sees, she puts her hand like shoulder, her one hand shoulder height, and then her other hand, that is where Aja is, and she puts the other hand by her like forehead, and that's where she is. I'm like, yeah. I, this Aja puts on such a good death drops, like, is she gonna jump from there kind of shit? I saw her perform this doll, you said, this candy muse, I thought she was the person to sweep up in between because she was so boring, right? <laughs> She came out in overalls. Yeah, she came out. I thought. Yeah, I thought she was. Oh, like they're cleaning up the. You know that if you've been to you've been to a drag show, the person who comes and picks up the money. That's what I thought she was. I thought she was. Oh, look at this person who's here. Look at uh, and he's doing an impression of um of Laurel and Hardy, the fat one from Laurel and Hardy. I don't know whoever it is. It's uh, Hardy. Hardy is the, Hardy is the fat one because I remember somebody saying that he was very Hardy shaped. So that's yeah, yeah. how I remember who's Laurel. And who's well, Hardy. then he's Hardy. She's coming in there, and Dahlia <laughs> Sin was Laurel. Right? I'm like, oh, look, they're doing a drag Laurel and Hardy. You know? <laughs> this candy muse. Like, candy. <laughs> it's, it's sad when you're silky nutmeg ganache without the charm. <laughs> wow! Okay. I don't like this candy muse. She's insulting my Aja. She says she's a member of the dollhouse. There must be a big fucking house. <laughs> she is the dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What doll is this? King Kong Bundy? <laughs> We're going to call her King Kong. are going to get so many letters. <laughs> I'm a King Kong Bundy muse is what I'm going to call her. Queen Kong Bundy muse is what I'm going to call her. Oh, I didn't like her. She was annoying. Opening her big mouth. I don't like her. Right? Anyway. So, okay, so what did you think of Joey J? Well, she was just annoying with this filler queen. Um, you know, so before we get into because they were the first two in the workroom. Dave, I realized some, some very subtle things. You and I both discussed how they've read, there's a stage in the workroom for some reason. Right. <laughs> we'll find, I guess we'll find out what that's for. And then, uh, there's a, a couch set, like a whole sectional, which is good. Yeah. You know, and, um, but what I noticed, they must have moved the studio because there aren't as many like pillars. Remember these to be those big pillars? Yes. There's maybe only very, a few hidden ones. Uh, they have much more room to run around in the workroom and, and it's more space. Um, but here's my question. Like, here's the deal. I really do believe, okay? I really do believe that these girls were genuinely surprised because as a reality yes. show, why would you want to lose that? You can actually really, that would be such great television to capture the actual shock on their face that that's what they're mm-hmm. there for, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any conspiracy theory here, okay? Okay. But I find it odd because I do think the bit with the boombox was so clever. Okay. Where she yes. was starting the song and ending the song on the boombox. But how would she know to bring like, that's so weird. Like, how did she like in the moment and the nerves know to do that, to bring that? It's like, 
that's so that's so strange. Like I, I, again, I'm not alleging it. I really do think they wanted the surprise. So I will actually give Candy that that it was very clever of her to do that. Well, but you will notice that later on, one of the queens brings in a little purse, and she has hers as well. Okay, yeah. So it might be where they just said, "Bring everything you got. Bring everything on you." Yeah, take it with you to the, and then she just thought enough to go. I'm gonna hit play. I'm gonna hit stop. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. will. I will give her that one because they comment later on. Mm-hmm. I forget which queen it was, but she had a little tiny purse. And Michelle asked her a question along the lines of, "So you're carrying all of your makeup and everything in your purse?" And she yeah. said, "Yes." Okay. So now going to Joey J, I have a friend who has gone on to do great things. Okay, mm-hmm. she's a wonderful person. She does great things. You can see her. She's like a one of those talking heads on like CNN and Fox and stuff like that, talking about government and the law and stuff like that but i remember in college her telling me something which i've I, it's been something i've tried to to some degree live up to which is she what she does is she tells people how great she is and then it's her responsibility to live up to that okay and okay. uh and so i think the opposite is also true as well that if you talk shit on yourself i think maybe joey J thinks she's setting the bar low for it to exceed it. But like she calls herself a filler queen. She says she's the dumbest bitch you'll ever meet. She describes herself as basic. And um I feel that if you people treat you the way you treat yourself. So if she yeah. treats herself like that, people are going to see her as filler queen and basic and uh, uh, the dumbest bitch you'll ever meet. Right. And we so teach people, we teach people how to talk to us. We teach people how to talk to us. You're right. That's exactly yeah. it. Uh, like Candy Muse taught me to never talk to her. So, <laughs> so, um, anyway, I keep thinking of more insults for this Candy Muse, but I have, I really have a whole 16 episodes. I don't know how long she lasts before, like, you know, a whole 16 episodes to make fun of Candy right. Muse. Right. Don't, don't blow your load all yeah. at once. Hopefully gotta, it's just two. You gotta, you gotta edge a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so, but Joey J at this stage, Beyond, like, I'm like, bitch, why are you doing yourself? To- oh, you know what I will say? Uh-huh. There was something about her. And so be care- listen to the words I'm saying. I'm not comparing her to this queen, okay? What I am saying is there is something about the way she physically, because to Joey J, if you remember from Meet the Queens, famously doesn't wear wigs. However, she's wearing a wig in this episode. Right. And with her wig and the feathers and the way her face is beat and everything like that, and also the energy she was giving me, it was just really reminding me of Pandora Box. I got a lot of Pandora Box from her. Which is, okay, I got something similar but different. Well, yeah, what is that? I, I got Brooklyn Heights. Oh, interesting. She looked very much like Brooklyn Heights to me with the infamous, uh, the, the, the night she was, lips, she lip synced against Evie. Mm-hmm. Like that was sort of the look that I got from her as far as her face and everything. Oh, so very, not so much personality, but definitely look. Very, very interesting. Which you just reminded me of something with going back to to um uh candy nutmeg ganache is that <laughs> she comes in with this energy, right? Uh-huh. And it's just like, I'm gonna fucking be do I'm gonna fucking do 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 right? And I'm like if you're trying, I'm not saying that there isn't a place for that kind of queen. I'm not, I, there is, you know, but when have you ever seen a queen like that do well on this show? Now, here, here's me out. Hear me out. Is I think Aja was going for a Vanjie energy. Uh-huh. 
but I feel it veered closer to Silky first entrance where she's a little much because the one thing I'll say about Vanjie is she has that voice and that gruff exterior and saying random shit. But I will say there is a, um, a humility about Vanjie and also she's self-effacing, you know, yes, which I think brings charm to that sort of gruff personality where I didn't Uh get that sense from Candy. No, I definitely got more silky than Vanjie with, with her. And that that's the, but I also feel like, the confessionals are going to be why they keep her around. Mm-hmm. If she if she can start to do some funny, I mean, because she is so much in your face mm-hmm. that I feel like, you know, if she if, if she could be the one with the arc of the humility arc, yeah, of where they teach her to you know not be so loud and boisterous. There's there's mm-hmm. other ones that are coming later on that I feel like there's no helping mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. as far as with her, I feel like they're they're coming in where there is almost. She's she's the worst parts of Silky and Britta mm-hmm. with the confidence and mm-hmm. the, you know, look at me, look at me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then doesn't necessarily have the chops to show, you know, like that, that, that her lip sync against Joey to me was very subpar. Oh, I was really? expecting her to I was expecting her to do a death drop or to do something. Yeah. I mean, other than the turning the thing, turning the stereo on and off. There wasn't really anything that to me stood out as memorable. Well, if I'm not, let's let's get to the lip sync. You're right. When I was watching this, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to give, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit with maybe a couple of exceptions. For the most part, all the lip sync seemed like they could go either way, at least the way they were edited. And in this one, uh, I was almost even notably offended, offensive, uh, offended by the fact that she did that Monet uh, fake fake out with the death drop, even yeah. doing the sign of the cross and everything like that. And you might say she's making a reference to that, but bitch, it's too early to do that. And yeah. I felt it, it, it's so early that we don't know you well enough that it seemed like you were copying the bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so um, I agree with you. I felt Joey J uh, delivered a better lip sync. What I will say, and, and this is, you know, when we're going to get into production here, I think that for the most part, the teams were already decided. Yes, I definitely got that feeling of where they knew how they wanted to match up. Because I also feel like some of the winners of the lip sync went to the losers lounge because they can't have it where if they're going to have them play against teams mm-hmm. that there's that they're top heavy with all of the winners in one and all of yeah, the losers, yeah. you know, with where there are ones that could have actually been the winners, but they called it for the other person. So well, it's actually a mixture. Well, I think that there's one in particular that we'll talk to that they tipped their hand early on. They were going to send her to the pork chop lounge, but they were yeah. sending. I don't know if they're sending a message, but it was it was something they were doing. It was it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to say about Joey J and Candy Muse? No, let's move right, on to the next. Let's move on two. next one. The next two queens enter our figure skater Denali and Atlanta performer Lala Ree. After some initial questions from the judges, the two compete in a lip sync to "When I Grow Up" by the Pussycat Dolls. Lala Ree is named the winner of this round, while Denali is sent to join Joey J in the pork chop loading dock. Taylor, your thoughts here on uh, Denali and Lala Ree? I loved the energy coming off of Lala Ree. Okay. There was that I I don't remember necessarily how much I liked her. I remember thinking she was kind of unpolished. Mm-hmm. I sort of remember thinking that with the with the Meet the Queens, mm-hmm. and she definitely there is still a need for a little more polish on her. Mm-hmm. 
but just the energy from her, I think that she's she looked beautiful and the lip sync was much more interesting than Denali's. Um, she Denali was making me nervous with the ice skates, with the way she was doing kicks and stuff with. Yeah. I mean, she could have really hurt Lala Ree. Um, I, I think don't I read necessarily... that she had guards on it. That she had some sort of like guards. That's still a piece of metal that she's flinging around. And mm-hmm. I, I, I almost feel like this whipping her, whipping the ponytail around mm-hmm. was a way to try to hit Lala Ree. Like oh, she really? was, it was, it, I just feel like she was almost, she was almost weaponized, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm just not necessarily, I was, I wasn't a fan of Denali and she's definitely one that, um, I, I see why they set her to the pork chop lounge. Well, as you predicted, Taylor, she uh, did not stop fucking talking about how she was an ice skater. Yes. Which, you know, this is a weird, interesting thing, because I think it's uh, I think we are in some sort of an sort of anniversary, but Princess Diana's death is oh, we just passed it. Um, didn't we? Didn't, no, I, that's I in that. July. I think you're in July. But anyway, I remember <laughs> it's come up recently. I don't know why. Right. And yeah. uh, the night I met Princess Diana, not I met Princess Diana. The <laughs> night, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was, was hanging out. With, I was hanging out with Princess Diana, the uh, Johnny Versace, and Elton John. And boy, did we have a laugh. Anyway, um, we went to see a fortune teller, and she said only two of you are going to live. And we were like, "What? I don't know what that's talking about." Anyway, <laughs> uh, so then I. Uh, no, I was, the night Princess Diana died, I distinctly remember this. I went out mm-hmm. to the Abbey. Now, at this stage, for people who know West Hollywood, the Abbey, at this time, the Abbey was just a coffee house. It didn't used to be a bar. It was a coffee yeah. house that was next door to like a statue, sto- uh, place that sold statues, right? Okay. And fountains. And it was this coffee house. So when you were under 21, it was a place that all the young gays could eat. Well, you did one of two things. If you were under 21, that's where you just went. Right. Uh-huh. But if you were over 21, it was an easy place. We're like, oh, let's all meet at the Abbey and then we'll go bar hopping in West Hollywood. Right. So uh, the, the night Princess Diana died, I wasn't 21. I was going to say, so, and now it makes you sad that it's not a coffee house because it would be an easy place for you to find guys <laughs> under 21. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Taylor. I'm taken. Anyway, uh, by a person who wasn't born when this happened. And... Um, <laughs> And, um, <laughs> okay. That okay, night, go ahead. I'm sorry. That night I uh, met an ice skater and we were flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. And all he motherfucking did was talk about the fucking goddamn ice capades. They were in LA at the time. And I was like, right. oh, really? Okay. You're in the ice capades, blah, 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 blah. And, and then, um, we left, not me and him, my, my friends and I, we left and we turned on the radio and it's when they like Princess Diana dead, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, have you seen that video going around Reddit, uh, this past week? Maybe that's why I was thinking about it where it's a bunch of, I don't know why they're filming themselves, a bunch of gay guys in an apartment in that time, you know, probably about early thirties and okay. they have the TV on and they reported she's been in an accident, but she's alive. And so they're like, Kind of jokingly playing like Uno or something, and then they announce that they she died, and they fucking lose their shit, and they're like, and then they stop playing and they gather on the TV and watch like with tears coming down their eyes about Princess Diana's death and whatnot. No. Oh yeah, it's really interesting. It has a time capsule. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so this Denali, <laughs> Denali, <laughs> yeah, can't stop talking about the, being an ice skater. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Lala Re, I like her. I'll be honest with you. I like her, but base, I kind of agree with Denali based on that entrance outfit. I was like, bitch, unless you step your pussy up, you're not long for this world. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, uh, Shalala and she, away. And she's the one that's, uh, Tamisha's daughter, right? Oh, is she? Is she the, is she the one that's her drag daughter? Girl, what do I know? What am I at uh, Ancestry.com? I don't know the shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, because I thought that that was whoever. If she won, I knew that Tamisha wasn't going to win because oh. because there was no way they were going to allow the two of them to find out that they were together. That they're saving that for they're saving that for a storyline for a little bit later. One thing that I will say in the middle of all this is they were definitely planting seeds for storylines in mm-hmm. episode one. You can see. You can see them pulling the strings already, and these girls haven't even met. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on. Oh, did we talk about the lip sync between Lala and Denali? What were your thoughts on that? Oh, we did with the uh, whipping the hair and the skate skates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, you know, I really liked the energy that Lala was bringing to that lip sync. Once again, mm. if they would have gone to Denali, I don't know if I would have been so shocked. But yeah. I did like the energy that Lala was giving. All right. Next, Polaroid clad Simone and cancer survivor Tamisha Iman enter the workroom. On the main stage, Simone enchants the judges. And Tamisha talks about overcoming stage three colon cancer. The two square off in a lip sync battle to the pleasure principle by Janet Jackson, which when that song came on, I could imagine you screaming in your house. Sim- <laughs> Simone beats <Maybe>. Tam- <laughs> Simone beats Tamisha and joins Candy Muse. And La La Re in the winner's lounge while Tamisha Iman is sent to join the other first eliminated queens. Taylor, your thoughts on Simone and Tamisha. And and, and by the way, I don't, I don't think it's a secret here. You yourself are a cancer survivor. And so did, yeah. this, did any of this ring true or did, what did you have any feelings about this? I was very fortunate that my cancer was not nearly as significantly um, debilitating as, as hers was. And I, I'm glad to see that she's back and that she got a chance to come back for season 13. Um, both of these queens were people that I was not necessarily thrilled with their Meet the Queens uh, videos. I know that uh, Simone had the big rings in her hair and she had the gold Mm -hmm. teeth in. Mm -hmm. And Tamisha, we talked about her wig was kind of a mess and she had the big breastplate. I really kind of liked both of them. Mm -hmm. And for different reasons, I Mm -hmm. think that Tamisha definitely served confessional she was a great confessional. Um, and I also think that, uh, I mean, sh- apparently she had the quote of the night with the lady said, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I've seen that all over Twitter and Simone. So Simone could be the lip sync assassin for the, for the season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely really kind of liked her. I love the idea of the dress, um, mm-hmm. with all of the Polaroids together. Uh, I thought that she looked beautiful. Um, the lip sync, I immediately said, Tamisha's doing the Pleasure Principle video, right? <laughs> She's doing the choreography oh, really? of that video. Okay. It was very mid-80s Janet Jackson was, I mean, which I loved that. But when you compared it to Simone, mm-hmm. it makes sense why Tamisha, between those two, yeah. was the one who was in the bottom. Yeah. Let's say you. Um, well, I like Simone very much. Uh, I, I The outfit, the Polaroid outfit... Uh, I feel we've seen something like that before. Not that specifically, but something along those lines before. Didn't Willem do a similar? Not he did his own picture kind of thing. I believe on season four, but like uh, maybe that. What it reminded me of was the year 
that the costume designer for Priscilla Queen of the Desert won the Oscar. Yeah. She had made her dress out of American Express gold cards. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it, that's, yeah. that's what it was. So it was kind of that chain mail, like, yeah. you know, type of thing. And I remember that as that, that's what immediately what it reminded me of. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I liked the outfit. I liked her energy. There was something that I was like, yes. Yeah. Simone has that energy and the, and the, 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 the look worked, but even just the boldness of trying to look like that indicates someone to me that can go very far. That makes sense because they have sort of that courage, uh, to, to, to pull it. That's a, that's a, that's a tricky outfit to pull off. It could either go very mm-hmm. wrong or very right. In this case, right. it went very, very right. Tamisha, Tamisha Iman, you know, there were rumors last year that there was another queen that got eliminated because of an illness. Uh, mm-hmm. and so this is just confirming that rumor. But, um, on the opposite end, I liked her and I applaud her, uh, her struggle with her uh, illness. But there was already sort of a defeatist, like, I'm already old. By the way, how is she only 43 and she's been doing it for 30 years? I think we're going to check our math before we give our age on the show. Um, uh, but, uh, Tamisha Iman sort of has this, for having as much experience as she did, I would expect she owned, like they asked her directly. She's like, well, I'm not as good as I used to be. I feel, I feel, I'm not saying that she's wrong, but you do not tell RuPaul that. Yeah. You, that, that was just pretty much a send me home kind yes. of statement. Yes. Yes. I agree. And so, uh, yeah. And, and in terms of the lip sync, you're right. There was not that Tamisha Iman was bad, but there was a sort of like, I'm doing Janet Jackson. And Simone is doing her own interpretation. There was a uniqueness. Yeah. To uh, what she was doing there. Uh, any other thoughts on Simone and Tamisha Iman or even going back to Candy and jo- Joey and, uh, Lala and well, Denali? Talking about Tamisha, you know, yeah. when you just said that as far as the send me home because I'm the old queen, mm-hmm. you know, the the first person that comes to mind with that would be Charlie. Charlie Hydes. Yeah. Was similar where Charlie was – I think Charlie was 50. Yeah. Uh, and was very much from the beginning, well, this is my week to go home for the mm-hmm. three or four weeks she was there before they actually yeah. did send her home. The difference is that I feel like Tamisha is already receiving a lot of love from – just from what I've seen on – uh on Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff. So I feel like the difference there is to, to Tamisha, you, you want to root for Tamisha. Whereas I don't know that you necessarily ever really wanted to root for Charlie. Yeah. Like that. She kind of gets out of her head a little bit mm-hmm. and that she, she does, she does better. Yeah. I actually really agree with you. I think that's a very astute point. Uh, and, uh, I, I completely 100% agree with that. I do, I do root for Denali. I mean, not Denali, I'm sorry. Tamisha Iman. And I want her to go well, but I'm just like, don't sell yourself short. I get disappointed when she's selling herself short. All right, Taylor, any other final thoughts? Not on them. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll go to round four, but we'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> I will occasionally do that to my husband where I'll say and that makes him laugh every time I do that. So I will 
Thank you for reminding me. I don't know. That's why, wh- when I actually have an orgasm later today, that's what I'm going to do right as I come. I don't know why. It makes me laugh too. Me being like, yeah. I don't know why. Just uh, it makes me laugh. You know, Taylor, before we go to round four here, um, Taylor and I had we've had some conversation. Guys, we've had some conversations over mm-hmm. during my vacation. Taylor and I do talk as much, much to his chagrin uh, off of the air. And uh, one of the things I talked about is I've sort of gotten a new lease on not life, but on this podcast. And I've made some some decisions. Decisions. Raspberries. Raspberries. I've made some decisions (laughs) about um, not necessarily the show, but my approach to the show. And there was a time when uh, I think especially when I started to feel the heat that there were a lot of other competing podcasts. That I tried to be, I wanted the show to be everything. And I felt in, in those moments, the show was just okay at being everything. And I've decided just to be good at what we're good at, which is having fun with this motherfucking show and being, uh-huh. a, we're essentially a comedy podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. And actually sort of the benefits of the competition is that if you, like, in other words, let's take Race Chasers. Uh, they have on Race Chaser, they have, they have access to the Queens. To some extent. Right. And so um, even even if they can't, like, for instance, World of Wonder now has been doing a thing where they have a moratorium on the current queens going to any show that isn't a World of Wonder show. But mm. um, but they can talk to them behind. You know what I'm saying? They get the tea behind yeah. the scenes. So there's no way we're going to ever beat Race Chaser on the tea. Okay. Right. And there are shows that do better at like, oh, the dress that uh, Tamisha Iman is wearing is reminiscent of um, Dieter Ritz in season. F-. You know, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to beat that either. So the best right. that we can be is, uh, uh, you know, two hosts who are, uh, well, one host who's very funny and another person. And we talk about. <laughs> I'm the other person. You're the one that's funny. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. exactly where I was. And thinking. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and just like, just have motherfucking fun with this show. We can't be, we're going to, so let me tell you this. We're going to get shit wrong. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get shit wrong. Trust me. Let me tell everybody this. Cause you know, this is not a plug for Patreon, but people on Patreon know this on discord. Know this. If I get one motherfucking word wrong about anything that happened on this fucking show, this Nami harder. Will be posting immediately <laughs> on the Discord. I will be if, in other words, if you're listening at home and go, Joe's wrong. Like Denali is not white. Denali is Mexican and Jewish, right? Right. I have such a good joke on that one, by the way. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it is such a good joke. I can watch the wheels. I'm watching the. Do I say the joke or do I save the joke? Or what do I do? Yes. No, that's <laughs> it is. I will tell after the show. Cause it, I don't want to get letters. Right. Right. I don't want to get letters. Right. I'm probably going to get a letter from me saying I have a show that's so good. That's going to be letters. Anyway. That, so that's the new, but the, uh, the, um, the, the Batance doctrine. The Batance yeah. doctrine is official now. We're just going to have motherfucking fun with this show and make fun of RuPaul and make fun of the people on this show. Not, and if you hear me and I say something wrong, I promise Nami Harder has already. Let me tell you this. Nami He's Harder the lives. the gif of the cat where they take the hands on the keyboard and just. Yeah. That, let, that, that's, that's Nami. Let me tell you how fast. Emails. Yeah. How fast Nami is. He's in Australia. So he's like so many hours ahead. He's already messaged me about what I got wrong. <laughs> 
All right. Before I even started the show, I got a note that says right. like Denali's And he's ha- not here. Yeah, he's not even here. <laughs> they just get the show early in Australia, fifteen hours right. early or something like that. Right. Before uh, before we record it. Before we even record, he re- I have Nami's already correct. And you know what now? He's like this Luke Stamen. Now that I said this, it's gonna be now like a pity party and well, I guess I won't correct Joe anymore. I guess I'm not appreciated when I just try and, you know, put facts out there. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. I, again, here we you know, go. on this new Batan doctrine, I don't give a shit. Have the pity party that you want. Invite Luke. <laughs> anyway. Next hand of the week. Next out of the workroom, our makeup artist got Mick and Utica Queen, Utica Queen. Oh, wait, I don't want to not. This is a very clever line. Next to enter the workroom, our makeup artist got Mick and Utica Queen, Utica Queen. In this round, the song is rumored by Lindsay Lohan. Utica Queen's wackiness isn't enough to beat Got Mick, and she is sent to join the other losers. Taylor Latte Boy, your thoughts? Um, I assume uh, Got Mick is your trade of the season. Joe Batances? Joe Batances. No. As a as a boy? Very cute, but no, no I, I'll be honest with you, there is no maybe the closest is Denali, you know, but okay. uh, there's no trade of the season for Joe Batances here and he and just Denali's kind of Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, I loved, I loved the fate. I loved, I loved everything about Gottmik's look, mm-hmm. um, which then you have on the other side of the spectrum. I couldn't stand Utica. Utica was just messy and chaotic, mm-hmm. but I also kind of get that that is sort of what we're going to get with Utica. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is going to be that messy, chaotic, a lot going on mm-hmm. kind of, kind of the, you know, actual physical personification of ADD kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing. That's sort yeah. of what I get from her. Um, she wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I wasn't necessarily thrilled with Gottmik's lip sync either. I thought they were both. It was kind of sort of one of the subpar lip syncs. Um, so not my favorite. Here's the thing. I agree with you. Gottmik even says she's not a lip sync assassin. He says it mm-hmm. on the stage, you know. Her look is fantastic. And I think Got Mick, if if RuPaul's drag race I I, I want to live in a world where I hope that RuPaul's drag race put Got Mick on the show based on his merits. Okay. Yes, I get what Even though I will that, say yeah. I do want to stand corrected here. I did learn post Meet the Queens that Got Mick in drag prefers female pronouns. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll use female pronouns for that. So that Gottmik, as a drag queen, was accepted onto the show based on her merits. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I've seen with the makeup and the looks and everything, I think she more than, you know, uh, she exceeds expectations. But in terms of the lip sync, it could have gone either way for me. Both lip syncs I thought were lackluster. Yes. And yes. I almost wonder, and I hope this is not the case, that Gottmik just won just because, like I told you, I don't think this is limited to Got Mick, is that I feel that production had a storyline. They were going to put certain queens in the winner's pile and the certain queens in the loser pile. And mm-hmm. that was it. That was, was kind of predetermined. And I think Got Mick, it was predetermined for whatever reason. 
that she would be placed in the winner pile. And, but it could have gone either way. If they would have put, uh, 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 Utica queen in there. But the thing is, we don't know what's going to happen. Wink, wink with the losers. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I, I imagine the show knowing what a groundbreaking, uh, event this is to have Gottmik on the show is going to put Gottmik in jeopardy so early on just from a production yeah. standpoint because imagine like right now as the storyline goes these queens are well one of them's gone you know based on the storyline yeah and uh the uproar that would be in the gay media if Gottmik was even at threat of going home after being such a groundbreaking person i'm sure they were like yeah Gottmik and a, look there's a person who i think had to go into the loser pile as well which i don't think we've gotten to yet and that was just the case. I don't know if you agree with that or disagree with that. I'm trying to say it in a way that's sensitive. Does not say that. Oh, I don't believe Gottmik is only there because uh, he is a trans male. Uh, just like, for instance, uh, for those of you who don't follow Dracula, Dracula season three. Spoiler alert! I don't know if you followed uh, Dracula, but season three was won by a drag king, and c- c- everyone who watched that season knew wholeheartedly that Landon Sider was a very much miles ahead of everybody else and should have yes. won you know yes should have and won. and so i think the same thing is true with got mick i don't know how far got mick goes but it has proven that uh, she as a drag queen should be there and so well, and we've even seen this already with uh you know joe's other favorite show camp wanakiki yeah where they had a trans man they've already had they've already had this already on a mm-hmm. youtube channel show you know versus this so i mean when you're saying that this is groundbreaking this is groundbreaking for rupaul's drag race not necessarily drag competition shows well let's be honest the only people that watched this camp when i kick you were people who were forced to sit at a hamburger mary's okay (laughs) and it was on the tvs okay like 34 people like so more people download this podcast and watch an episode of that (laughs) so so uh Anyway, uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on Lop's Lip Sync? It was mediocre. It was mediocre. Mediocre at best. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to round five. The next two queens enter the competition are Jan's best friend, Rosé, and baby queen, Olivia Lux. After the judges' questions, the next two queens perform a lip sync to X's and O's by L. King. Olivia Lux is the next winner, and Rosé confusedly walks off the main stage to join the other losers, at which point they all start to suspect that they won't all be permanently eliminated. Uh, Taylor Volante, boy, your thoughts? This is Olivia Lux. Yeah. I keep forgetting mm-hmm. that she's part of the show until they keep showing her. When we when we saw the Meet the Queens, we watched the Meet the Queens, and then you brought up Olivia Lux, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she was there. And then I forgot that she was part of this season until she showed up in, in, the, in the pink and yellow dress. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think she's got a lot of great energy. She does. Um, I liked both of the. I liked Rose and I liked Olivia Lux. Um, there is there is definitely an energy to her that I like, but it is that baby queen kind of. You kind of see her sort of in over her head a little bit, but mm-hmm. this also I think gave her the confidence to move forward. You know, in the competition, whereas they were definitely not that she didn't win the, the lip sync because I feel like she did do a better job than, and she was the only one that technically had a reveal. Out of everybody, because she dropped she dropped the skirt and then she had on the the bodysuit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I also feel like it was a way for them to fuck with Rose because Rose is considered to be such a legend. Everybody seems to know who she is. Yeah. To fuck with her head a little bit because she kind of walked in maybe thinking she was a little more confident. She has that, she has the jantasy. Yes. And this was a way to screw with her a little bit. So that, especially what we see later on with the next competitor who wins, that there is already a rivalry there. Yeah. That they, they want, they want to kind of, they want to spread that out a little bit. Yeah. I 100% agree. She, Rose is the person I was talking about where I said there was nothing Rose could have done that she was going to go in that winner's circle. You know, yeah. she was, cause Carson tips his hand when he asks the producer written question, like, wait a minute, don't I recognize you? Weren't you in Jan? Like, oh, that's right. Carson Cressley can't even recognize the people who were in Queer Eye with him. And he's going to recognize right. that she was, do you think he remembers the hot barber, whatever his name is, or Jay Rodriguez, or the, oh, Tom, the, the interior decorator? No one recognizes Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Tom doesn't recognize Tom. Tom, I don't know Tom's last name. Oh, Kai, do you think, do you think this Carson, Kai, yeah. <laughs> do you think Carson has talked to this Kai in 20 years? No. God, has that been twenty years? I was. I don't know. No, it that? hasn't been that long. Look it up. Nami Harder. <laughs> Let me see if Nami wrote to me <laughs> ten hours ago to tell me when uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy premiered on Bravo. Anyway, all of a sudden Carson Cressley knows that, that she's in Jan's singing group, right? And uh, yeah. and uh, and so then he goes, "Oh, well, I hope you have a longer run than than Jan," which I was like, "That's a weird shade towards Jan, right?" But I mean, yeah. it was a premonition. I mean, there was no way Rosé was going to win. By the way, th- as a boy, Rosé uh, looks so much like this Shane Dawson. You know who Shane Dawson is? Oh, yeah. He's that annoying You're YouTuber. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this Rosé is so taken with herself. Can't stand her. Right? Because you, you know what? But I, I will be fair. I will be fair. It could be because she has associated herself with this uh, Jan, right? And uh, I don't like it. And uh, so that's that she's now has the stank of of Jan. Oh God! Yeah. What does that stank smell like? Janky. So, uh, okay. So, uh, so I wanted Rose to lose and I was glad when she did because I like this Olivia Lux. She's very charming. And I like the idea yes, that, that there Rose, was a, yeah, Rose had hosted uh, a competition and then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were, they were pretty much feeding her the fact that she was, you know, she was, she was giving them the rope to hang her with. Do you know the way to Jan Rose? Uh, that's going to be the song, <laughs> the next parody I write. Anyway. Everyone wait for that. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts on Olivia Lux and Rosé? I, th- I feel like Olivia oh, Lux, this was her win. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long she's going to be around. Yeah. I feel like she may, she may be uh, an early uh, go home. By the way, one thing about, we, we haven't talked about this yet. When they, when they come into this main stage at the beginning of the show, right? <laughs> And she goes, oh, my God, it's like a bank in here. And those, like, those plexiglass between them. Does anybody in their right mind think that's stopping the coronavirus? <laughs> I think they are trying to show 
they're 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 trying to prove a point that they are showing so that it can't come back and bite them as far as that they have them all sitting shoulder to shoulder and i think that's probably why they're doing it but i mean it's okay i also noticed so i am assuming that they are not going to have guest hosts Guest no, no, they are. They are. No, they are. Business. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I didn't know if they were all in quarantine no, no, or if how the ones. how that works. They have some big ones coming. Okay, because usually they announce that. They did announce some of them. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then don't tell me who they are. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Golda Meir, oh. Michelle, Michelle Obama. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, two of the three dead, which is, I don't know why. <laughs> Benazir Budo. Yeah, Benazir Budo is going to be there. And she's going to be, um, you know, like, made up drag queen. I don't want to say anyone's name because then they'll think I know something. Made up drag queen. Um, you tried to impress Benazir, but instead you're getting the Budo. I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> Your time has come to an end. All right. The final three queens to enter the workroom are 39-year-old New York City costume comedy queen Tina Burner, Kamora, not Kimora Hall, and Las Vegas entertainer Elliot with two Ts. The final lip sync number of the night is to Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera, Pink, Lil Kim, and Maya. Tina Burner makes the judges laugh with her comedic take on the song and is the last queen to be sent to the winner's lounge. Taylor, your thoughts on this final lip sync? This Tina Burner. Yeah. Not a fan. <gasps> really? I mean, I, I don't like her at all. I don't like the energy at all. Mm-hmm. This is this is one that I remember being sort of like, I mean, we definitely you could see the comparisons to previous queens. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of which come to mind, which I know we try to not do that, but you definitely I I I'm getting Mimi I first. Mimi I'm first mm-hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. Just that I'm better than everybody else. I've got mm-hmm. the name. I have mm-hmm. the all the different things, and mm-hmm. I am just where, where she's the, she's the shady queen. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the one that feels like she has to be shady, mm-hmm. and she's. I, I just I wasn't a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamora, I didn't like her when she came in. Mm-hmm. I loved the music they played for her because it was very 1970s when she walked in and that and that Bob Mackie dress. Mm-hmm. But I was I, I feel like the two of them are going to be the troublemakers. Yeah. Um, two of the troublemakers. Uh, Elliot with two T's. One, really cute as a boy. <laughs> like, she's kind of my favorite one as a boy. Mm-hmm. But, and I liked I liked her energy. As much as we didn't necessarily, I didn't like her Meet the Queens yeah. with the laughing at her own jokes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was something about this one. And it might have been the outfit, the very structured 80s outfit that I liked. Mm-hmm. But I was, I definitely liked her um the best of the three however i think with the lip sync though i think kamora won the lip sync oh i was surprised that tina tina burner won i'm gonna do that the whole season Mm -hmm. just start to call her tina turner um i because she went to the easy jokes i thought tina tina burner went with the easy jokes with a lot of the stuff with the you know like scratching her scratching her puss and Mm -hmm. she had a couple of other things that i'm like okay well that's you know, we're not even trying to be creative here. Mm-hmm. So not not a fan. Let me tell you. This Elliot with two T's. Bugs with two G's. All right. <laughs> I, I, 
I was so annoyed with her the whole time. Really? Ugh. Ugh. Kamora Hall. What a snore fest. So boring. Yeah. Right? I thought she mentions that she's, I hated her. I didn't, there was something about, let me tell you this. There was something about her I didn't like. And then she goes, she mentions that Soju is her drag daughter. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, no, that, that, that means. No, that, that explains everything. This fucking Soju with her shit face at DragCon. And let me tell you, I talked to people who were with me at this DragCon, right? Who I saw at DragCon. Two people, one I didn't know then. I've since gotten to know. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I don't want to name who it is, but it's Jay Ellis. <laughs> have both confirmed what a horrible nightmare this soju was. Sitting in the corner, all all pouting, because I don't know, who knows why she's pouting, right? Mm-hmm. Made sense that that was her drag. Like, bug me. She was so shady. And not- you know what? And I'm going to tell you something. One of my favorite queens, and I know this is a controversial thing to say. I love this Gia Gun. Love her. I think she's so good on the motherfucking show. Think of all she how little time she's on the show and has so many great quotes. I know you don't like Gia Gun, right? I I like yeah. me a shady bitch. Okay? She's shady and she's boring. The worst sin you could be is yeah. boring. Right? And yes. she's boring. That she she doesn't she doesn't have the bite that Gia has. She's more like Blah Mora Hall. <laughs> I'm gonna call her from the run of the show, Blah Mora Hall. Anyway, uh, but, okay, but you seem surprised that I did not like Tina Burner. Uh, cause she, you know what? I expected to really hate her, and she does bug. She, uh, don't get me wrong, she bugs. This Tina mm-hmm. Burner bugs. Okay. Did you know? By the way, I saw this on the. I don't know where I saw this. That she like in a serious relationship with Graham Norton. She was like years ago. No. Yeah, she dated Graham Norton and moved in with him in England. Oh. Yeah. I can't believe she was in a boy band. I don't know what boy band that was that had her in it, right? Yeah. I mean, you. Oh, how old is she? I don't know. Okay. So she's 39. So that would have been about 20 years ago. So she would have been like the, uh, the boy band craze was like the late 90s, early 2000s. But she's one really of her tall. Yeah, she's 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 kind of a beast of a of a queen. Which you, when the boy bands, they sort of tried to emphasize their twinkiness, I feel. And then not that mm-hmm. they wouldn't be like, not that they were all little, but like they wouldn't be like that tall usually in a boy band. Yeah. Maybe she was well, like, like but... Jack and the Beanstalks or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she boy was a band. Beanstalk. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, anyway. that, but they were a dime a dozen for a while, the boy band. So, but I mean, yeah. I couldn't help but notice she never named the boy band. Never names the boy band. I'm sure we'll find out on Reddit. But uh, she was, look, um, among the three, I thought she was the finest. I mean, I don't, I really don't know how much time she has on the show, um, which is strange because Rumor Mill Joe knows exactly how much time she has left on the show. But Joe Batanz on the show, I don't know how long she has on the show, but um, of the three, I guess she was. I mean, look, you're talking about this horrible Candy Muse being uh, uh, kept around because she makes good TV. I think Tina Burner. Is the same. Oh, thing. I don't. I don't think so at all. I think. Oh, I you think don't think there so? Is I. I feel like they could get more out of Candy Muse because the the level of arrogance feels like we're we're trying really hard to kind of overcompensate. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Tina Burner. Tina Burner thinks she's the shit. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Candy is trying to present that she thinks that she feels these as shit, but has yeah. her own stuff that, you know, so, so at some point the whole Tina Burner, we're not going to see that arc of humility with Tina Burner. I don't think that we could potentially see with Candy Muse. Yeah. So. All right. Later in the winner's lounge, the safe queen's Kiki while Candy Muse makes fun of Tina Burner's age and Tina Burner's surprise that Olivia Lux beat Rosé in their lip sync round. Finally, Rue announces to the queens in the pork shop loading dock that they will have to vote to decide who will be the first queen to be sent home. I don't, you know, but to be honest with you, I haven't checked that information. I wouldn't be surprised if, because RuPaul was careful in her wording. And I don't know that she was that specific about sending someone home. Was she? I have to go back and check. Nami Harder already wrote to me, but I haven't checked my email yet. But, <laughs> uh, but it ends the episode on a cliffhanger. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, I did not necessarily like that twist at the end. Oh, I, I like the twist. That, I, I think that if it, because you could see them all sort of doing the thing of like, we don't know each other. So we don't know what, uh, you know, which I, I get that. And it also looks like from the little clip that I saw for the next week's episode that they're all going to like pick in front of one another. Yeah, they're all going to put a lipstick, lipstick in, in the box at the same time. So. I think it's setting – it's trying to set up conflict between people mm-hmm. that really have no conflict, mm-hmm. you know, which I also get. That's the point of this show. Mm-hmm. But g- give me a reason other than I voted I voted for you, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you have the other group that already is you, – You're everybody's already at a um, – uh, I can't think of, the, think of the word. But, you know, they're already at a disadvantage because they already feel like they're in the loser circle. And then to bring in that, well, you voted for me. You know, you voted to vote me off. I think that that's going to push some other people down even more. Mm-hmm. That I I just don't like that from an from an emotional manipulation yeah. standpoint. Well, let me say this: I feel like uh, it, this phrase did not originate. It originated, I believe, on the show, but I don't believe with me. Is that RuPaul's Drag Race is not a reality competition show? It's a reality uh-huh. show about a competition. Okay. And, uh, or that it's a reality show posing as a competition. Okay. And so anytime I think RuPaul's Drag Race is at its best is when it brings in those reality show elements and keeps them on their toes. But that's just my thought. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Time will only tell. But, but we, but here's the thing, Taylor. You know, we were all dreading season 13, but now we don't know what's going to, usually we're like, oh, now it's going to happen next week. And then this, we don't know what's going to happen next week. Oh, no. I mean, I can appreciate that on a level, but I felt, you know, on a much, 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 much as a viewer, mm-hmm. you cut, this was a roller coaster of an episode. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there wasn't a lot of storyline per se, but like I said, I feel like they're setting up some, they're, they're already planting seeds for potential storylines for some of the contestants. So, but when she said that, when she came over the loudspeaker and said that, mm-hmm. my thought was like, I can't imagine being in that room. Yeah. And then having to pick these girls that we've all been just commiserate. It's not like there was some, anybody was fighting mm-hmm. at that point. There was mm-hmm. just where they were just all sort of sitting together. And then that fast. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're pitting you against one another in a way I can just see. I could just see how I would feel in a situation like that. And I wouldn't like it. 
Very good. Well, we'll have to end it right there, Taylor. We'll see what happens next week. That's going to do it for this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as Taylor the Latte Boy and I discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Tanner the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.